Now, another another example was again. Now I'm in my was it third year of college, and same story again. It was an upper division class. I didn't have money to buy the book, and I was like, "What am I going to do?" Right? And the teacher says, "Yeah, we test from the book." So I'm going through. I don't know five weeks. There's no exam yet, and uh, fifth week we're we're going to have the test. And I'm just like, oh God, what am I going to do? Right. What am I going to do? And, you know, that I was like a nighttime class that started at 7:30. And so I had an idea. I was like, well, maybe the book is in the bookstore. So I drove to the bookstore and I was like, okay, I get there at five o'clock. And I'm just like praying to God, please let there be a book. Otherwise, I'm just going to have to go and withdraw from this class. And I, like I said, I got there around five o'clock. And I'm going down the aisle. I turn the aisle. I see all these empty shelves. I'm like, please let there be a book. And then I get there and there are two textbooks. I'm like, oh, thank God. I'm like, I have two and a half hours. There's like 324 pages of material. And I remember there was a tip that I had learned about how to read a book, right? There's a certain way to read a chapter and there's a wrong way to read a chapter. There's a a better way to do it. And I had never implemented this tip before because it was out of desperation. I have 324 pages. That means that I have so many minutes per chapter. I was like seven chapters. So I said, I've got whatever the math was, 17 minutes, 20 minutes. And and so I implemented what I was taught. And I think I gave myself like five minutes before class started and I started running a class. And I was like, all I was telling myself, just take the test. You're going to fail it. Withdraw, no problem. And you'll get the money for the book somehow next time. That's all I was telling myself. Like over and over, you're going to fail this test, right? And test results come out. And again, the teacher's like been teaching this class for like 10 or 15 years. And first time somebody got 100%. And she walks up to me just like that biology teacher did and said, congratulations. And again, complete embarrassment. I was like shocked. Like you're kidding. Like I couldn't believe it. And she's so, you know, how did you do it? You must have really studied for this test. And I was too embarrassed to tell her that I couldn't afford the book. I actually thought part of me was I'm going to get in trouble that I didn't buy the book because we're, you know, like required to buy it. And I was just like, oh, I, I just studied a lot for it. People were looking at me like it was weird. I just wanted to share those two stories. I was able to do that, not because I'm, I was smart, like no way that, because I did not consider myself to be smart. It was just that I had a superpower, you have a superpower, but nobody ever taught you that you had it and how to use it. Teachers don't teach you how to study. They just give you all this information and then we'll see how people are going to do. And the smart kids with little, no effort are able to get the A's. So I just wanted to give you those two stories so you could understand the power of, of these study skills which were remarkable. They completely changed your life. So if, if you value your time, you, your, your social life, your goal should be, I want to learn my superpower. I want to learn these skills so I can get my life back, so I can have more free time. And once you do that, your parents should leave you alone. What are they going to bother you to do your homework or complain about grades if there's nothing to complain about? I mean, this could be a complete game changer with you and your parents because then they'll trust you like, you're taking care of business and they could leave you alone to have more free time and spend with your friends or whatever it is that, that you want to do. If that's your motivation, that your parents are the problem, this is the number one way to get them off your back. And if 
you know that you're shooting for a certain grade point average because you want to go to you want to go to college, um, but you don't want to work as, as hard as you have to get the grade, then this is your aha moment that there's a better way to do things than the way you've been doing things. So to summarize, the number one thing I want you to get out of this is there's a better way to do things than how you've been doing it. And it's not your fault that things haven't worked in the past. It's just that nobody has shown you the right way. And now you know there's a better way. And so it's your job to go and figure out what is that better way and to know that if you have a problem and you're looking for a solution, that solution's only going to work for you if you believe in it. And if you don't think that you have a problem, then there's there's nothing I, I can do to help you. Now, I know that there are some of you who might be thinking, this isn't going to work for me. It works for you. It's not going to work for me. I just don't think I'm smart enough, talented enough, or good enough. I've worked really hard in the past and it just hasn't worked out. And so in the next episode, number three and four, I'm going to be talking about the biggest insecurities that prevents you from being successful and the biggest false beliefs that that you have about yourself to, to overcome it. So there's techniques, but we first have to focus on your beliefs before any of those techniques are going to work for you. So just hang in there and just know there's a new pain-free way to success. And I'm going to take you on a journey. I'm going to hold your hand to, to take you there. That's all I've got for now. I'll see you next time.